The glory of God protects us. And now for Hot Chocolate Part 5, So Humbled by His Glory Part 2. Well, thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. We welcome you to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. I would like to share just a little humor. This man called the church office and he said, I want to speak to the head hog at the trough. The secretary was offended. She said, if you mean the pastor, you need to call him the pastor. You may not call him the head hog at the trough. He said, that's fine, but I was thinking about making a $10,000 donation to your church. She said, hold on, Porky just walked in. Praise God. Well, we're getting close to the end of a series. This is the hot chocolate series we've been teaching from this gift that my daughter received. And it was a hot chocolate set and each had four mugs and it had three canisters of hot chocolate. And each mug had a saying, a phrase on it. And we've been sharing from each of those phrases. And we've been preaching from the hot chocolate series And the first cup or the first mug said, so grateful for his love. And we did two parts there. The second cup said, so thankful for his gifts. And we did a session there. And the third mug says, so humbled by his glory. So humbled by his glory. And we did part one last time and today we'll do part two of so humbled by his glory and then there'll be a final one final cup that's left but I've so enjoyed the hot chocolate series it's just been wonderful to be refreshed and be reminded of these wonderful truths about God and I actually received a gift a couple of weeks ago and I think I showed the picture of the gift I think it was last week I showed the picture of the gift, these beautiful cupcakes in this package. Well, we went in to eat the cupcakes, and we discovered they weren't cupcakes. They looked like cupcakes. <laughs> and they are just adorned, and they look like just the most beautiful cupcakes you've ever seen. But two hours surprise, they were not cupcakes. <laughs> and so we broke into some thinking we were about to partake of a cupcake. And when we broke open these balls that looked like cupcakes, they were actually, to my surprise, they were actually hot chocolate balls. And these balls are designed to be dropped into hot water, and it turns into hot chocolate. So it had hot chocolate powder, had marshmallows, all of these on the inside of it. I said, wow, so here's another hot chocolate gift. (laughs) So I got two hot chocolate gifts. So God was just speaking to us twice. He wanted to make sure I preached on the hot chocolate series. (laughs) I said, all right, God, we hear you loud and clear. 
We hear you loud and clear. Well, we are talking about part two of So Humbled by His Glory. So Humbled by His Glory. And we talked a little bit about the glory of God. And it means His magnificence, His splendor. It just means that He's heavy with everything good. It's the weightedness of God, the fullness of God. It's, it's his glory. It, it emanates from his holiness, from his righteousness. And it really is the brilliance that radiates from his holiness. And that's the glory of God. It's a tangible, manifested presence of God. And so really it's a dimension of himself. It's God's presence himself. And it is so full and it's so powerful it radiates off of him because of his holiness, his sheer holiness and his sheer righteousness. And in that glory is, is so many wonderful things. And we are blessed. We are blessed to have that glory in our lives. We are blessed to have it in our lives. The glory of God is so good and we're blessed to have it in our lives. Our response to God's glory is simply worship and praise because you have to praise him. You have to worship his majesty. You have to honor his greatness. You have to adore his splendor and his beauty. And so our response is a response of worship. It's a response of praise where you just adore him and you worship him and you honor his presence. You honor his beauty, his majesty, and his glory. And that's our response. Listen to this one. You can hear the response. This is Psalms 29, verse 1 and 2. It says, Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship him in the beauty of holiness. Honor his majesty. So notice that. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship him in the beauty of holiness. Honor his majesty. And so we honor his majesty. We worship him in his regalness, in his greatness, in his authority of who he is, in his holiness. And so we worship God in the beauty of holiness. We reverence him. We honor him. We are humbled by his glory. Someone said that humility is recognizing who God is, who you are and giving him glory for the difference. <laughs> and so we are humbled when you behold the glory of God and encounter the glory of God and realize the glory of God. You're humbled. You're humbled by his glory. Isaiah, he saw the glory of the Lord in Isaiah chapter 6. He said he saw the Lord high and lifted up and sitting on his throne, high and lifted up. And he said the train of his robe filled the temple. Here's Isaiah beholding the glory of the Lord. And immediately when Isaiah saw the glory of the Lord, he began to sense his own inadequacy. He began to say, I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm not even worthy to behold this. And so that's what happens when you encounter the glory of God. You can recognize the difference between who he is and who we are. And we give him glory for this. So we are humbled by his glory because when we come into his presence, we realize who he is and how holy he is and we realize how undone we are in our natural flesh and it's incomparable and so we are humbled by his glory and his splendor and his majesty and his holiness and his righteousness and his greatness and we are humbled by that glory 
Let me read some verses. This is a wonderful set of verses over in the book of Isaiah chapter 58. You don't have to turn there, but I just want you to listen. I believe it's an interesting nugget that's dropped here. I love when the Holy Spirit will place nuggets throughout the scripture, and you can glean some powerful things that will be very powerful in your life. And I believe this is one of those scriptures where the Holy Spirit drops a nugget there. He drops a nugget, and uh, if you glean it, something powerful there can take place. But in Isaiah chapter 58, verse 8, it says, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning. And let me give you the background of the scripture before I finish reading it. This is talking about fasting. Fasting is actually talking about when God's people fast, when they choose to fast and honor the Lord by turning down food, separating themselves unto the Lord. And so Isaiah chapter 58, 8, it tells you what happens when you fast correctly. When you do a fast, when you honor God by fast, and this is what happens. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 8. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee, and I want you to see this, the glory of the Lord shall be thy re-reward. The glory of the Lord. So I want you to notice the glory of the Lord shows up, shows up here in this instance when we are fasting. The glory of the Lord shall be thy re-reward. And when you studied this particular fast, that God, he actually gave instructions on how to do this fast. He said, when you do this fast, you're separating yourself, you're honoring me, but he says, I want you to do what's right. I want you to treat people right. I want you to do what's right. And so now you separate yourself from sin. You do what's right. So the fasting is not just about abstaining from food. It's about the condition of your heart. And this is what God was really getting into. He said, I don't want you to just go through the motion of a fast. And so God gives the instructions on how to do it properly. He said, what you're doing, you're separating, you're consecrating your life. And so you're making a decision to do what's right. You're making a decision to do what's right. And so you remove yourself from sin. You treat other people good. And so now you let love be the law of your life. So you treat people well. You do what's right. And you delight yourself in me, you start giving, you become generous with other people, taking care of the poor, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, those that are outside. And so he says, when you do these things, this is a fast because you're separating yourself to honor me. And so you've removed yourself from sin. You are loving one another. You're giving, you're delighting in me. And God says, now you're fasting properly from the correct attitude of your heart and God says when you do that I want you to look at these three things that happen number one when you fast so he says you know do what's right delight in him start loving and giving number one this is what this is the response of what happens when you fast like that number one healing and health springs forth healing and health springs forth. And so there's a vitality, there's an energy. One translation I read actually says that your youth is renewed. And so you come into a new vitality, a new youthfulness. You become more energetic. 
And if you're sick, you become healed. Healing takes place. Wholeness takes place. All from a fast. All from a fast that's done correctly. And I said, wow, the Holy Spirit dropped that little nugget in there. He gave us a healing remedy right here in Isaiah 58. I had never quite paid it any attention the way I did looking at it with this glory message. But he says, your health healing shall spring forth speedily. Your youth will be renewed. You'll be more energetic. You'll have more vitality. You'll be more vibrant. If there's anything wrong with your body, you'll be healed. Isn't that something when we just separate ourselves unto the Lord? When we separate ourselves unto the Lord, we have a right heart attitude toward God. When we have a right heart attitude toward God, where we have removed ourselves from sin. We have a right attitude toward God. We're going about loving people, delighting in God and loving people. God says, I'll heal your body. I'll heal your body. Your youth will be renewed, man. You're going to spring forth. Your health will spring forth speedily. That's a powerful. Number two, second thing that happens, it says your righteousness shall go before you. Your rightness and your right relationship with God It goes before you, and so it leads you, it guards you, and so your righteousness goes before you. Your righteousness goes before you. Your righteousness goes before you. Now, so this is literally God going before you. God goes before us. Your righteousness goes before us. This is a picture of Christ. This is actually a picture of Christ. Christ is our righteousness. Christ is our righteousness and so by him we are justified and by him we are justified and God is glorified so now you see the glory of God coming when we're justified by our faith in Christ Jesus because he is our righteousness but your righteousness goes in front of you and so it's a guard as you go it's a guide as you go righteousness your rightness your right relationship with God it guides you as you go it's out in front so your righteousness is out in front doing what's right And then coming into the obedience of faith in Christ Jesus, doing what's right and receiving righteousness by faith in him, he justifies us and our rightness and our right standing with God, it guides us and it guards us out front. So it's leading the way. It leads us. Your righteousness goes before you. Your righteousness goes before you. Your righteousness goes before you. Now, that's the second thing. So healing takes place first. Now your righteousness goes before you. Look at the third thing that happened. Number three, the verse says, The glory of the Lord shall be thy re-reward. The glory of the Lord shall be thy re-reward. Re-reward, you know, when you hear the word re-reward, you think it's simply a reward that's given again. And that's what I thought it was until I looked up the word. The word actually means rear guard. The glory of the Lord becomes your rear God. Because, remember, God's out in front of you. God's out in front of you. Your righteousness is out in front of you, guiding and guarding, but your back is left wide open. But the glory of the Lord becomes your rear guard. Now, we get the picture of this from the Old Testament when the children of Israel were traveling through the wilderness. The cloud, they were led by a pillar of cloud by day, And at night, that cloud would remove itself from in front of them 
and it will move to the back of them to guard them so that their enemies can run up behind them. So it was a guide during the day, but the cloud moved and came behind them to block their enemies so their enemies couldn't get to them, and it became a rear guard. That's the glory of God. The glory of God protects us. The glory of God, notice it's moving around us. The glory of God protects us. And so the Holy Spirit drops this nugget in Isaiah 58, 80, drops this little nugget about fasting. When God's people fast, the glory of God comes on you. The glory of God comes on you. Man, I got so excited when I saw that. I said, wow, the glory of God comes on you in a special way when you fast unto the Lord. So your righteousness is out front guiding and guarding. And then your, your healing springs forth. Then your righteousness is out front guiding. And then the glory of the Lord is your rear guard. It moves to the back to make sure sin doesn't run up on you. To make sure your enemies don't run up on you. I love that. I love that. And so that's a picture of God's glory as our rear guard. The glory of the Lord. So God's glory comes upon us. The glory of the Lord comes upon us when we fast. When you do this special fast. And it's a heart attitude fast is what it is. It's coming to a place where it says, God, I'm not only abstaining from food, but I want my heart to be right with you. I want my heart to be right with you. And I want to love people and I want to take care of people because when I take care of people, I'm literally taking care of you. And when you have that type of heart, man, your health springs forth speedily. Your righteousness goes before you and the glory of God becomes your rear guard. Oh, man, that is so good. That is so good. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep from shouting. Here. <laughs> oh, but that's a picture of Christ, though. For by him, we are justified and God is glorified. So by him, we are justified and God is glorified. The glory of God comes on us. Here's another one in the book of Isaiah chapter 60 in the book of Isaiah chapter 60 you know the book of Isaiah is a powerful book I just started I just started rereading the book of Isaiah I don't know maybe two or three weeks ago I'm reading through the book of Isaiah I haven't even gotten this far where I'm teaching from today I'm in the earlier chapters of Isaiah but Isaiah is a powerful book because Isaiah is probably the most prophetic book in the entire Bible it speaks so clearly of Christ. It paints the picture so clearly of Christ. And there are so many wonderful nuggets in the book of Isaiah. So Isaiah is probably the foremost major prophet. And, you know, scholars divide the prophets up between major and minor. But honestly, there are no minor prophets. If you have something that God told you to say, it's major. There are no minor prophets. <laughs> it's major. I don't care how short the book is. It's major if God told you to tell it. You're a major prophet. Praise God. Praise God. They're all major. But anyway, Isaiah, I kind of put him, I kind of put him at the front of the list of prophets. Isaiah's unusual. But listen to this one. It talks about the glory of the Lord. And remember, we're talking about so humbled by his glory. Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. Arise, shine. For thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. 
For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Once again, here's another foreshadowing of Christ when the day of Christ would come. So Christ, he is the glory of God. He has come into us and so we have the glory of God on the inside of us and so he's saying arise shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you and so he's speaking of the day of Christ the day we're living in right now where Jesus he's the very glory of God now lives on the inside of us and that's why Jesus himself said let your light shine let your light shine well where does that light come from that light is coming from the glory of God that light is coming from the glory of God Jesus himself said let your light shine so men can see your good works and glorify God that light is the glory of God that's on the inside of you. That's where that light comes from. And so Isaiah's already prophesied about it. He says, arise and shine for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. So God's glory is in you. God's glory is on you because of Christ Jesus. Let me read this one out of the New Testament. This is 2 Corinthians Chapter 4, verse 6. Listen to this one. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. He's talking about in creation when God says, let there be light. He has now shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the glory of God who has shined in our hearts. So when we have, we've received Christ Jesus as our Lord and Savior, man, he is the glory of God. <laughs> He's living in our heart. So we have the glory of God now living on the inside of us. And so that's why it says, let your light shine. The very glory of God now lives on the inside of you. Some of you still aren't convinced. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Let me give you, listen to this one. Hebrews 1.3, talking about Jesus. This is what it says about Jesus. He is the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person. Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. And then Colossians one twenty seven says, Christ in you, the very hope of glory. Oh, man. So Christ in you is the very hope of glory. So Jesus Christ lives in us. He is the brightness of God's glory. So God's glory is now in us because of and through Christ Jesus our Lord, the very glory of God lives on the inside of us. God moved off of Mount Sinai. He moved out of the tent. He came out of the Holy of Holies and he moved on the inside of you. The very glory of God now lives in us because of Christ Jesus. And this was the very hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That was the mystery Oh, throughout all the ages of time, Christ in you, the hope of glory, 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 glory. 
<laughs> Praise God. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. I just wanted to show you that the glory of God now lives on the inside of us. And that's why Jesus said, let your light shine. Because all of God's glory is on the inside of us. There's another scripture that says we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellency of the power would be of God and not of us. It's his glory. It's in our being, but it's not from us. It's not us. Only God can get the glory, and that's why he put it in weak earthen vessels, but it's his glory that is so brilliant And it's so glorious, it's such a treasure, he put it in weak vessels so that we couldn't take the credit for it. It's his, it's his glory, it's his majesty, it's his beauty. This glory is so powerful. You will find that Jesus did miracles from the glory of God. The Bible says in the Gospel of John chapter 2 verse 11, Jesus, he began to do miracles so that his glory would be manifest, so miracles were done. He told Lazarus' sister, he said, didn't I tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God right before he raised Lazarus? So miracles come out of the glory of God. Miracles come out of the glory of God. So the power of God comes out of the glory of God. And man, there's so many wonderful things. I started seeing, I said, Lord, wow, the glory of God now resides on the inside of us. And that's why Jesus said, let your light shine so that men will see your good works and glorify God. They'll know it didn't come from you. They'll know it didn't come from you. It's the glory of God. It's God's goodness. It's God's greatness. It's God's power that's resident on the inside of you. And we can't take credit for because we're just earthen vessels that the treasure is in. It always points to the glory of God. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. I don't want to stop, but I'm going to force myself to stop right there. <laughs> I'm having fun talking about the glory of God. We're so humbled by his glory. We're so humbled by his greatness. We're so humbled Man, by his grace and his goodness, he is heavy. Remember, he is heavy with everything good. That's his glory. So his power comes out of that glory. Healing comes out of that glory. Miracles come out of that glory. He is heavy with all of that flows out of his glory. It all flows out of his glory. And that glory is on the inside of us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellency of the power would be of God and not on us. Praise God. Praise God. We are humbled by his glory. We are humbled. We are humbled by his glory. We are humbled by his glory. We are humbled by his glory. There are things that have happened for you in life. You know you didn't deserve it. You know it didn't come from you. We are humbled by his glory. We are humbled by his glory. We are humbled by his glory. Arise and shine. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon us. I want you to notice that when that happened, the earth was full of darkness. It's kind of like the way things are looking right about now. There was ever a time the glory of God's needed to be shined is right now. Arise and shine. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We share in God's glory because of Christ Jesus. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. 
Those of you watching my television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this entire Hot Chocolate series absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. But thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part five of the series titled Hot Chocolate, subtitled So Humbled by His Glory, part two. Bye, see Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7934. That's 7934. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7934 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.